My name is Jimmy, sometimes Jimmy J, and sometimes Shay. This is a podcast about human relationships, human potential, and that curious space between the dark and the light. So, hello and welcome to episode 80. Fucking 80. Episode 80. It feels like a bit of a milestone, doesn't it? 80. For some reason. Um, so, yeah. Episode 80, New Year's Eve, last day of 2023. All those messages are flying around. You kind of go, you, yes, you too. <laughs> the gifts and all are getting better and all that type of stuff. It's great. Uh, um, in that sense. But uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that. It's New Year's Eve. It's fucking Sunday. Is it Monday? I still don't know what day it is. Um, but look. Let's hope New Year's Eve is relatively quiet because people can get a bit like fucking mental. Uh, relax. Start the new year the way you edit the old one. Being cool. Keep a cool head. Um. Anyway, here we are. It's New Year's Eve. Christmas is uh, kind of in the rear view mirror, as they say. Uh, for me, in a good way. Um. But it was grand, it was good, it did its thing, did what it was did what it said on the tin, all of that. Was ever grateful I had food and shelter. Um that's more important than, than all the other stuff that goes with it. And, and of course love, you know. Um Thanks for all the comments, feedbacks, feedbacks, yes, feedbacks, it's a new word, I made it up. Feedbacks. Um feedback from the last episode um around the impact of trauma particularly from uh, abusive difficult relationships coercive control relationships lots of various comments around that found it supportive helpful no one actually says it's not helpful you know uh nothing like that um yeah really keep it coming keep it going and that's going to be a theme ongoing obviously you know mary uh ceiling should be back in the new year for sure uh, on a regular basis i would say and people probably talking about that kind of thing or areas like that around growth recovery spirituality whatever you want to call it that type of stuff i know maybe people will get on that be completely different to that just to hear some other kind of view but i think it's generally going to be in that area and that's kind of the the flavor of the podcast isn't it you know um with the kind of musical references or poetic references or whatever uh people seem to like that that's the people that are attracted to listening to this they like the subjects uh they find it interesting funny curious gives them food for thought to go off and, and research more and find out you know because there's so much more always to find out don't you know i'm just giving you a little kind of i'm planting a few seeds for you as they say it's a planting seeds podcast i suppose um so yeah thank you for all of that do as i hear them all saying the podcast please do subscribe uh, that helps and rate rate and review if you can think about it um and of course comments on the twilight conversations at gmail.com that could be like hit and miss sometimes i might get a pile of stuff and then i wouldn't hear anything most of the comments i tend to get are people i already know or in touch with who have my own kind of number or i got your number judge you know who uh, I'm in regular contact with anyway that's the, the bulk of feedback but I do get stuff from America and different bits and pieces and it's quite interesting and as I said it's a bit of a feast or a family could go a week or two three you don't hear anything 
And then like you could get four or five comments from different people on the same person going back around kind of going, yeah, I like that better than the last one or thanks for that. I'm in this recovery and they'll, they'll offer you stuff or look, here's a playlist I, I, I listen to and get, get a good bit of that, which is great. Okay, that's the thank yous to everybody. Um, um, I have something in the back of my mind about you saying. I'm going to carry tomorrow with Speedy Gonzalez. Um, <laughs> if you didn't hear the last one, Speedy Gonzalez is Cheryl Porphy, who uh, is a classy human being by a, by a therapist also, but uh, also uh, in a previous life was a, I'm saying rally drive, a go-kart, I think it's called go-kart, and she was probably the youngest and being a woman to get into that field fucking fair play to her but anyway it's a little bit like whew, she flies along you know but i'm in safe hands okay that's tomorrow and going down uh my pal main pal down there even though there's a group of the maggie has been quite unwell but she's out of hospital he's recovering so i'm going to spend a couple of days there come back i think wednesday or thursday wednesday i think that's tomorrow which i think is fucking Monday I'm completely disoriented with the days I don't know I'm sure it fucks everyone but it really plays havoc I never know what day it is what time it is it's like and it's something I don't enjoy about this time of year it's like what is it it's, uh, anyway so you can hear that okay so get here tomorrow Kerry go on by no, that's, that's more cork hang on let me do a Kerry one he didn't salute me he didn't salute me. Not once did he salute me. I saw him coming down the street and salute me. He was inside in the bell. He was inside inside in the bell. Inside in the bar. He was outside in the bar. <laughs> I looked at him. He looked at me. He didn't salute me. I thought, I'm going to get a shift here now. What? The bands are shifting and they're drinking. And they're, they're, they're loving, loving people. And I think I said before, nobody says cunt as good as the Kerry people. I know some people that listen that really like me don't like the word. But I have to tell you. I've never heard anyone use it as beautifully and poetically as the Kerry people. Jimmy, he was some contact fella. <laughs> so I'm going to enjoy just listening to that as part of the buzz because I, I just love listening to people. Uh, a bit of a voyeuristic ear on me, I like listening. Um, and yeah, just uh, enjoying the, uh, absorbing the love and hopefully giving some out as well. So this podcast episode 80 is on intuition. Sounds like a bit of a lonely subject, doesn't it? I mean, it sounds like a word lonely on its own, but I suppose it's tied into everything because it's probably the one thing that, well, one of the many things that people in the dark tetra don't have a lot of in terms of they have as much as everybody else, but they don't avail of it, they don't connect with it, they don't use it well, or they'll use it kind of in a distorted way and it never works out well. You know, but I'll get back to what what developing intuition may mean, how to do that, you know. Because again, a bit like being, I'm an empath, you're fucking not. You're not, I'm an intuitive. No, you're fucking not. <laughs> you have intuition like we all have. And yes, we all have that in a unique and beautiful way. It's a lovely quality, which I'm going to try and describe because the paradox is I'm trying to describe something that's not of words, that's not of you know cognitive regular thinking so uh you know that's why music and poetry can come in or uh, different nuances like that okay so we all have intuition you know it can feel a bit mysterious and in a lovely way it is uh i love it as a therapist i don't know i was saying to reds earlier on that a voice no i don't know if every therapist avails of or works off intuition 
there are some including reds so i know that just use it spectacularly beautifully and so accurately the way they work and i've worked with therapists and groups and things and they've they've just how do they know to do that <laughs> you know they've done this type of stuff uh, and there was no kind of obvious you know so uh, uh you know as a therapist as well it intrigues me that when, when we just get that vibe sometimes like this may sound a bit crazy but i have a feeling to go here you know and i can't explain why it is uh but yeah so it's it's very valuable outside the therapy room as well but i think any therapist that doesn't at the very least acknowledge its place in the area of healing or therapy is missing out hugely you know because it goes uh, below the radar to areas again particularly with the likes of trauma where there maybe aren't ways to describe things there's sounds there's kind of an energy and intuition can be in can can help with that as well uh describe that or move with that anyway there could be a whole other podcast on intuition in the therapy room but uh, obviously i have to I'll, I'll name that and there may well be a part two part three to this episode i'll see because there's lots in it i'm just noticing as i'm looking at my headings you know uh, and as i was just chatting down a few things earlier on or doing my work in the shower where i get quite intuitive for some reason i think most people do or on the toilet i was thinking god there's a lot in this and for those that are interested in it they wouldn't mind part one two or three i don't know if it's of interest to a lot of people but as far as i'm concerned i didn't know what it was called as a kid but it fucking lit me up and fascinated me the idea of kind of getting a smell or a sense or a connection with something not knowing why you gotta you know it's not about being right it's not about predicting the future although some people develop uh, kind of psychic abilities clairvoyant abilities i'll get to that in a while you know i'm not, not necessarily going to go into that because there's loads of charlatans and that and fucking wackos but there are people genuinely who develop this wonderful energy uh and and when you go through the energies and the systems of energy that connect us all you can see how clairvoyance clairaudience uh even seeing the future so as to speak can kind of happen because when you go to that level past present future are all in one to one space you know you know what i mean We've got some quantum shit going on there fucking quantum shit anyway we'll get back to that uh but as i was saying this i, I didn't know it was called intuition and children obviously are more aware of it you know and you know unfortunately it's not encouraged in them because they're they have less blocks so they're more spontaneous and open and we'll have that kind of magical way of seeing things and openness and i loved it i just loved that I didn't know what to call it, it was like great it's like sometimes as i said it's a smell it's a little, little mm -hmm, a flutter or a, a movement inside or a an image comes to your mind or a just an interaction you just know someone's going to walk through the door whatever it might be you know just as you're you're thinking of a song something connected to that song happens and all different stuff that has weird and beautiful mysteries about it you know incidentally i was listening to a while back sonia so shoket she's a very interesting wacky in the most beautiful way she's big into the intuition stuff uh she broke down the word weird and it means out of this world and that reminded me of some of the stuff i was doing on own your inner freako own your own weirdness we're out of this world beautifully you know so i love it it's uh, I, I love whatever intuition is what the energy around the whole it just gives life that extra bit of 
wonder, awe, magic, kind of like excitement, curiosity, like, oh, that was interesting. What was that? You get that kind of movement or you just fucking see something or or watching that in someone else when someone else does, as I say, you know. So I'm quite passionate about it. Ooh. Because I think the place where empathy is born is the same place as intuition. They're interconnected in many ways. If you find your, your empathy is flowing well, you're probably quite intuitive and vice versa. Those that are quite intuitive uh, tend to be more empathic. And an attitude of love and kindness opens out intuition much, much more than an attitude of cruelty and gaslighting and all that crap, you know. Okay. But again, I'm stressing, no one is special. We're all special or no one's special. Everybody has it. Everybody has empathy. Everyone has intuition. But we all have our lovely, unique flavor of how we experience that and how it comes. That makes the whole thing exciting. Okay. So... And obviously being, you know, music being a huge part of this podcast, and as you well know, part of my life, it's the obvious, all music is intuitive, okay? Some, because of the, you know, the, the, the frequency that it is, it goes in and touches spaces in us that words can't on their own or conversation can't, right? Some bands or, or songwriters then develop lyrics that are more intuitive, you know, the Bowies, the Stevie Nicks, there's always much more that they work from quite an intuitive place, the way they write as well. But music in itself, by its very nature, is, is intuitive. It goes, uh, the frequency is, is, think about radio tuning, right? This is like the, the out there fucking frequency. It's like, ooh, what's that? I didn't know that was there, you know? Like the end of um, Dark Side of the Moon, and you think it's over, and you wait, you know, the old vinyl, then you hear this voice, it gives you a fright if you don't know. There is no dark side of the moon. As a matter of fact, it's all dark. There's another frequency, there's another dial inside of us. You know, that is where intuition manifests or moves through, right? Kind of thing. Anyway, so the music, my uh, kitchen song, it was a bit earlier on. It actually wasn't for this cup of tea, it was an earlier cup of tea because I ended up watching a bit of football. Uh, but I just happened to be play. I have a playlist again, and on comes Rolling Stones from 1968, Honky Tonk Woman, right? Now it's got, it starts off at like this cowbell, and then this kind of very honky tonky, funky guitar comes in, and straight away from the opening bars, right? Because I remember this as a kid, this song. And I love it now still. It kind of, this is how intuition works. It moves from the radio or the whatever, the speaker you're listening from or your phone. It moves from there very, very quickly into your heart, chest area, third eye, gut. And I'll be coming back to them three, so don't worry. They're hugely important here before your brain, so to speak, because uh, throat, particularly heart and gut are part of do the same things the brain does and, and more different. You know, it's not better than or worse than. So the information, boom, hits you there. It does it very, very quickly. That's why you often get a feeling for a song before you even hear the words and kind of go, ooh. Apart from just the joy of dancing, something else happens. 
Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying to her here today now? Right. So I remember hearing those, and I, I the same thing happened to me, and I, I started to dance to it, you know. Now, it's a sexy song. It's the Rolling Stones. Everything the Rollins do is sexy. But I mean, it's got a sexy attitude, which is different to actually having sex. Having sex is quite a great, but it's a small part of the whole gig, isn't it? It's a sexy attitude, you know. That reminds me of a Monty Python sketch. I must come back to <laughs> right. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. That, that one, I'll come back to that in a minute. Because <laughs> it reminds me of that. So, I've listened to Honky Tonk Woman. Uh, lyrically, I think there's a bit of coke going on. There's certainly some sex going on in some honky-tonk bar and hotel. And he mentions New York. And, you know, I like I love listening to the word Mexico in a song. I even love when American cities are mentioned in songs. As a kid, I just thought it made it sound cool. You know, they're going to New York or New Orleans. I thought, wow, right? But it's got all that going on it. But it's Jagger, Richard's guitar, very sexy. And it builds up. <laughs> Great drumming. You know, good old Charlie Watts, God rest his soul, bopping away there. You know, so Bill Wyman was on the bass. And it's just sexy and beautiful and sensual, regardless of the lyrics. Right. So again, I'm sure you've all had this experience as a kid. I couldn't describe that, but I knew like listening to T-Rex or Bowie as a kid. I knew, ooh, it hits your body in a way, doesn't it? And not necessarily to arouse or make you horny. It can do that, too. It's a whole other thing that's going on. I mean, that's a very intuitive piece already that's going on. I wouldn't have known that's what it's called. Now we can describe that much better, you know, 58 years later, whatever it is, or you know, so. At a very simple dance level, I'm bopping and sliding it around to a honky-tonk woman from the Rolling Stones. Fucking great tune, right? But happens to link into the podcast as well, because sometimes I might listen to something that's got nothing to do directly with the, with the title, but everything is interconnected, which is what intuition is about, really. It's like trusting when something comes like that, something, and I'm, that's the song I'm going to use, I'm going to talk about that. And as I was moving to it, I was thinking, God, it's very intuitive, yeah. And I could see why. So it was an arc within an arc. As I was actually moving to um, give it, give it, give it a honky tonk blues, I was also thinking or feeling in my body, wow, as it was happening. And I'm going to talk about that, I said to myself. Right. That's where we start the Monty Python sketch. Because I mentioned about having sex. Classic sketch. I think the guy's in a pub. But it could happen to you. And an annoying fucker comes and sits with you. You know, he starts talking to him. Oh, squire. He says, oh, squire. And the other guy's kind of a posh guy. Hello. He's a kind of a bowler hat, kind of city gent type. All right. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Is your wife a goer? Is she? Is she, sir? Now, I think, as I was listening to that sketch again today, the brilliant uh, sketch from the far show suits you sir suits you i'm sure it was influenced by this but not copied it's it's that's unique in itself but just there's something about it that's similar so the guy's in the bar is she in, in and he's nudging him wink wink nudge nudge say no more uh blind as good as a wink to a blind bat or something like that <laughs> he keeps on at him and the guy's really uncomfortable does she does she go like i say she is wink wink nudge nudge say no more you know I really embarrassed at the guy and this conversation is going on, you know, you can think he wants to tell him to fuck off, but he doesn't, you know, but the guy keeps on at him, you know what I mean? I'd say she's a right lady, is she? Is she a goer? Is she, sir? Is she? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And so it goes on, right? So eventually he says to the guy, um, 
you're a man of the world. Yeah. Yes, I am. He said, have you actually had sex with a lady? Yes, I have. What's it like? He didn't know. So he starts off. Oh, yeah, she's a goer. But he was really innocent. He didn't know. So it's a very cute, clever little uh, kind of sketch in the end, you know. What was it? Not just as good as a wink to a blind man. <laughs> I think it's uh, Eric Idle and it's not John Cleese. Terry Jones are the two people in it. So anyway, the, the the being sexy isn't necessarily about actually having sex, you know. Uh, as we know, that is okay too. That's fine. It's a, it's a whole attitude, isn't it? It's a whole energy, you know. And music, even if it's not singing about sex, is sexy by its nature. It's a it's a, a sexy attitude. Okay. Albert Einstein, I love that connection, sex to Albert Einstein, sexy to Albert Einstein, who I've mentioned a few times in this, probably one of the greatest minds known to, to human beings. Yeah. And very intuitive. I'll be quoting a few things from him. He said, look deep into nature and you will understand everything better. You know, so it, it, not, when we think of nature, obviously, you know, we're thinking of uh, wildlife and uh, beaches and uh, woods and, and mountains, absolutely. But I'm even thinking of just what's natural. It's it's there. What we're looking for is there, right? Um, I have a Bowie quote here. Now, I know I was putting Bowie in because he's the king of the non-sequiturs, the creative non-sequiturs. He lives and breathes intuition. You know, uh, fame puts you where things are hollow. Yes. They certainly are. He found that out. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of like Major Tom. His forced creation, his forced alter ego was Major Tom. And then how Major Tom morphed then into Ziggy Stardust. And then back into Major Tom and Ashes to Ashes. Remember? We all know Major Tom's a junkie. Da, da, da. And then his last album, Black Star. Uh, he reconnects with Major Tom again. You know, so that's that thread all the way through. And I know it's Bowie's anniversary. I'm going to talk, probably talk about that next week in the podcast. He's seven or eight years dead. Do you know I haven't been able to listen to the Black Star album from start to finish? I'll listen to tracks here and there. Because I think then I'll have, I'll have to accept he's dead. You know, I don't know what it is. I'm finding it really hard because he made the album as he was dying. Uh, it's a real Bowie thing to do, isn't it? so cool and out there i'm dying i'm gonna make an album without dying without saying i'm dying you know that kind of thing um yeah so here's my question that you can't answer me directly at the moment but you can ponder as i ask you what exactly is intuition you know what exactly is it that's what i'm hoping to you know tease out play with have a look at open open out, if you will. And the word creativity, which you'll hear me using quite a lot, is synonymous, I think, with intuition. They'll go hand in hand. The creative, the the playful, the imagination, you know. Okay. So, we all know wisdom. Wisdom, I think, is like a close kissing cousin of intuition. Wisdom is like the grit and experience of life. Yeah, when we get kicked down, we'll get back up again and we'll, we'll learn from our mistakes. It's kind of right in our bodies. It's not knowledge. We do remember and learn, 
but it comes from life experience that wisdom the wisdom and all the difference that wisdom but as i said it's a a snogging cousin definitely of intuition they're the same family like that it's like oh hello i know you yeah we're similar okay oh while I, in case lest i forget i have a positive blt story for you so shortly after I meant to say it the last actually, shortly after the first BLT experience, which was quite traumatic, um, I'm kind of half experimental and I'm kind of curious. And this other day I fancied a BLT, but I'm more local. I'm in, I'm in Dublin 1, I'm on Dorset Street. And I go into a place I sometimes go to because there's great places around there. Cavanagh's fucking kick ass, the temple there, fabulous food, all day breakfast. They give you all day breakfast with chips. No fucking messing with cabinets, right? And everything else. Right. But I go into a place actually just across from cabinets. I think it's Brazilian. It's called Dua. But there's foreign people always seem to be serving you. Really nice people. And there's a guy, I think he might be East European. Small little place. My only slight, and I mean it's ever so slight, little bit of criticism is they don't give you a pot of tea. But I'm working on that with them. They're kind of looking at me. Oh, so I was like, I don't know, a pot too. What do you mean? You know, I'm trying to make us cold. It's cold in the cup, you know. But we can give you, yeah, okay. But they're okay. They're open to that conversation. So I go in there. I think I'm going to have a BLT. So I go in and up the stairs to the kind of counter and the guy's there. Too many people in the place. You know, I nod at him. We know each other to see. And I think he read my facial expression really, really well. He was very tuned in. He was looking. He was listening. He was quite intuitive. I said to him, with quite quizzically, any chance I could get a BLT? I said, with a little bit of a, and I, I always have money on my hand now, just jump, I have money. <laughs> just for some reason, I think that's going to kind of speed up the transaction or, you know, seal the deal. I always have a 50 or a 20 in my hand, you know. Uh, I'll pay you now. Um, <laughs> that's an old thing. I've got no money, look. Um, and he, his response was so affirming. He read my energy and said straight away, of course I have a BLT, why wouldn't I? It's the most popular sandwich in the world. I wanted to record him saying it, bring it back up to the other shop. I said, yeah, yeah, he said, certainly, sit down, sit down. It's almost like as he heard the podcast, as you know. Um, apart from not getting a pot of tea, I got the most gorgeous BLT. I felt really affirmed, my self-esteem was quite high. Um, and I, I walked away feeling a better man. There you go, I thought I'd just tell you that. Um, before I move on to the depths of intuition. <laughs> mm. Mm. Sorry, another funny little story about going into an establishment. One of the days I was staying with Betty, I stayed two days a week, so it was probably a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And she just says this evening, like, do you know what, I fancy a burger. She says, yeah, I'll go out and get your burger. Now she's writing opposite the Hill 16 pub, so it's Great access to food. Parnell Street's there. Korean, Chinese, fucking Turkish, Irish. Everything is there. O'Connell Street's just around the corner. She says, Do you know what, Shay? I wouldn't mind something at McDonald's. We'll have a, a Big Mac meal each. Every so often, that can be nice. Little treat. Yeah, yeah. I'll go around and get it, I said. You put the kettle on, do whatever. Here, relax. Because it's only going to take me five or ten minutes. So it goes around to McDonald's and O'Connell Street. The one at the top end. Now, I don't know if you've been in McDonald's lately, but they had these kind of like, it looks different, it's a bit space-agey. They have these big kind of uh, screen, computer-type screens, and you tap in your order now. 
right? And those that know, those of you that know me know that's not me, right? It's like, I, I tried it, but it didn't work and I couldn't ask anyone. I was like, <laughs> I went to put in one. It didn't work out, right? So I remember asking someone, I said, is there any way you can just go and, oh, I think there is, you go over there, over to the counter, you know? So anyway, most of the people were all, had put in their orders and they're sitting waiting. I could hear them getting called, order number 26, fine. I couldn't do that, so I made my way up to the counter. I said, hi, yeah, yeah. I said, listen, is it okay if... Uh, I give you my order verbally, old school way. I'll talk to you. I'll tell you what it is I want. And again, I've got the money in my hand. I've got money. <laughs> you know, I'm waving a 50. <laughs> got the money. Uh, so it's a, tra it's a transaction. I feel I need that to push the deal, you know, because like I'm anticipating I'm going to have some kind of a problem. And he paused. Oh, no. He kind of had a look around. I thought he was going to call someone. I'm thinking this should be very straightforward. So, I caught his eye again. I said, you know, you know, the way it used to be, like, uh, I'll ask. I don't mind waiting. I'll sit like everybody else. But could I just tell you what I want? Reluctantly, reluctantly, he said, yeah, like it messed up his evening. Now, I don't think, I don't see how it does. But he wasn't quite rude, but just on the border, you know. I'm thinking, right, I'm not going to get into this with him right now, but I might call in again some other day. <laughs> see what's going on here, you know. Uh so I gave him my order, ba -ba -bum, uh, two big back meals, takeaway, I'm not going to get to your coffee as a drink, give us two bottles of water, da -da -da. got them, got home, microwave a couple of minutes, lovely meal, that's the end of that story. But it, it was just more the reluctance caught my attention, I was like, what is that? I had the money, I was prepared to wait, what was the difference in that order coming in on a screen he could see? Or me just asking. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's not going to be the last of that kind of thing. Because I've got this fear that everything is going to go that way. You know. One, I am technically challenged that way. I'm not ashamed to say it. But two, I like interacting with people as well. I like to be able to see who am I buying off? Who are you? Can I, I like looking in behind the thing. What are they, is it fresh? And they do, you know, I love all that. Sit down, sir. Yes, of course. Do you know what I mean? This is my therapy session. I've got that off my chest now. That's very, very good. So, okay, back to intuition. I mean, in another way, I heard someone break it up or break it down this way. If you think of the word tuition, it's, it's to teach, isn't it? So intuition is inner teaching. And I never thought about that. I thought, fuck, I've been hearing that word for ages and it never dawned on me that it means it's partly tuition. So it's inner learning, inner knowledge, right? And a description I heard quite a while back and I love is knowing without knowledge. Knowing without knowledge. And again, I'm aware I'm trying to describe something that you can't really describe, so I'm not maybe not doing it justice. But I think those of you that are listening, and I imagine those that are listening to this are interested in and are quite open to being intuitive, kind of understand, go, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, that's what it is, right? Okay. So as opposed to knowledge that we gather up and remember, which is nothing wrong with that. And we go, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. this is having knowledge, but I, I I know without having that, there's another type of annoying, right? Almost can feel a bit magical. And, and I think it is. I think it is. Okay. 
So I'm going to say a little bit about, you know, I'm interested in body psychotherapy, experiential work for all kinds of reasons. But to, let's let's look at the intuition mainly comes through the body. So it might come from the outside and hit something in you, right? That you could connect with and understand or comes from within you and connects to something out. It's both ways. It's a cyclical process. So it's in the energy field or the aura, the magnetic field. Okay. That's really, really important. That's the layers of energy. Science has proven that it's there. It's definitely there. This is where there is a lot of information, signals, messages happening. Okay. So let's, for example, just use the song or if someone says something to you. Sometimes before they open their mouth, you can pick up an energy and it hits you in your chest. Now the heart is huge here. I don't just mean the romantic heart. Romantic is a small part of the heart. Uh, but the heart is the energy center for compassion, for strength, for balance, for love, for kindness. It's huge. You know, uh, enlightened spiritual beings, you'll always see the heart. Jesus, the Christ, the heart energy, the heart chakra is way open. It's hugely important, right? Scientists are now recognizing, as with the gut, not forgetting, I'll come back to that, as with the gut, the heart may get information as quick as, if not before, the brain. Isn't that fascinating? It, it, it interacts. It's not separate. See, again, it's the idea, all these things are not separate. Okay. Brain's important? Absolutely. It's a wonderful, wonderful organ. Huge, wonderful, computer-like organ with these mysterious things we don't even know but think about it whenever you get something or you something comes from within you your heart is involved in some way and again if you can let go of the idea of heart just being romantic and and, and soft and loving it is all of that but it's so much more you know it's where courage and strength is as well it's in your heart you know brave heart lion heart right so we're not talking about just that organ that pumps blood around Yes, that, but it's the energy center which takes in your whole chest, your shoulders, right down, just to, uh, right down, just to uh, above the navel there before the diaphragm. I'll come back to that, down into the gut then, right? So, intuition is primarily heart connected. That's its main uh, channel. If you're thinking of frequencies and channels, try to use that language, is, is the heart and all that right the other area that would really be important would be what's called the third eye is between the brow so that's another really really important area where intuition insight insight is a kind of a, again another kissing cousin of intuition and insights and awareness right and of course the gut so i think it was sonia choquette or one of them but it's this kind of a well-known uh system the way to look at this right so let's remember that head heart and go let's look at it that way head heart and go so intuition is not thinking it can influence thinking but it's not thinking it's a different energy or process altogether intuition is not feeling it can come through our feelings to give us information it will use but it's not feeling alone so it's not the gut feeling alone it's what it's what's behind that and what it's telling us I think mean, it's very interesting to you. Um, so intuition is more than that, but it will work through, it will use those channels to communicate, either to you 
or to something outside of you because remember we're picking up something from the outside or something's coming from in us to our awareness and we might then direct that outwardly or we might just hold that and enjoy whatever it is okay so here's a way of looking let's break it down into three areas one what's called red light intuition right that's your gut feeling you'll hear me i've talked about that before your gut feeling again picking up information i'm talking about above and below the navel just that area particularly the diaphragm so that's often danger that's our one of our red flags that means stop that's we need to stop when we get that right so i'm going to say to you when you get that strong feeling in your gut you're right about something it's a very raw feeling it's like a a, a a radar that picks up something but it doesn't quite know what it is but it knows you get it my mind might go flips it gets tight sometimes it can get a bit of nausea the more the stronger it is the more i need to stop you know to ignore that is at our peril and it may mean to move away from something it may mean a certain kind of connection with someone doesn't feel right you know uh, it may mean you get an energy in a room or a place or you find yourself in a situation, let's all go here, uh, no thanks, you know, and, and being able to say, not for me, he was going to have a great time, but I'm not, I don't have a good feeling about it, you know, um, and you don't have to explain yourself too much to people, you've got to really trust that, right, and you test it out as well, just to, you check the situation, is it okay, big question, am I safe, or is this gut feeling pending, is it about something that might happen, you know, uh, and I think that's really important and I think it's unwise to ignore now there may not be an explosion or something terrible happens later on but it's picked up on something and the more I'm going to use the word sensitive here but that can be used in a pejorative sense oh he's too sensitive I don't mean that way at all I mean it in the real sense ability to pick up to sense to feel you'll feel that strongly in the gut right so you might feel it stronger than it actually is or than someone else would dictate. Or you might be just picking up a bit of a, a bit of dark tetrady kind of ketchup-y vibe off someone. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. That. And I get, a t- I get a smell sometimes. I've often said that. So again, I, I get it in my nose. So tune into all your senses. Intuition is a sixth sense, right? It's, it's, it uses the other senses, but it's more than them. There's an extra piece, but it, it might express through them. So I think uh, nasal olfactory is that the term, smell, because it's so primal, can be important. So a lot of people get that. So I get a smell. Yeah, sometimes a taste. I get that feeling in my gut, like it's kind of like tight, twisted. It drops, it changes, it clenches, it's, it's screaming at me. Jimmy, get that fuck out of here. <laughs> Literally, if, if you were to put words on it, you know. And I always pay attention to that. I always pay attention to that. In the more, when I kind of suss it out, if it's a relationship type of thing and there's a bit of love bombing going on, I kind of go, yeah, I hear you, but give me another run at this for a while. <laughs> you know, because there's a good bit. Do you know what I mean? I know there's no danger, danger in that type of way, but the danger will be more kind of emotional later on. So this is red flag area, right? Red light. We're all tuned into that. I think the most cynical person would kind of go, yeah, I agree with that. We got to go, danger. means stop. Whatever you do, stop. Pause. Take a breath. Go to the jacks. Sit down. Have a think. Don't, don't just go with stuff. 
Take your time. Listen to it. It might ease down, you know, because you've got to integrate it. You've got to bring in intellect. You've got to bring in your cognitive thinking, your cerebral cortex, just to check, okay, what's going on? All right? It's a bit of a process. The more grounded you are, the more you can kind of like manage that and understand, okay, what is this? And, and assess, because we have to assess then. What is the danger? Is it a trigger that's old? It might well be. It doesn't mean there isn't something important. Now, that, that's another important part. But we still listen to that, because maybe there's a younger part in us needs to be like soothed that gets a fright from something. Okay, so very important, that red light intuition. That's right in the gut. Im unmistakable. Universal. We all get it. Two, green light intuition. That's uh, the heart, love, compassion, strength. I've just been speaking about the heart there. Kindness, courage is there, right? The green light. So it's interesting. These are the colors of the chakras as well. I'm going to say a little bit more about them, the, the seven energy centers. The green light intuition is as important, of course, but it's not as like dangerous, not the alarm bells. You know, it has a kind of a softer feel. The frequency is a bit softer. You know, like uh, red light's like a fucking speed heavy metal. You know, <laughs> green light intuition's like a Beethoven symphony. <laughs> you know, but it's information is coming up from us inside of us, or we're picking it up, or both. Right. So the green light might be alertness to a heart connection, to a love connection, or the need for compassion for self or for others. It gets activated. So again, all around the chest area, but you know, the heart feels warm, uh, the heart breaks, the heart feels a uh, connection, heart feels soft, the heart feels kind of strong. There's a reaction in the whole chest area. So that's why I mentioned body work, experiential work, knowing your own body, being tuned in, listening, being aware of how you are, being in your body really helps with this. Because then you can you can feel that. You don't always have to discern. So every heart, every heart, we go, this is just a way of understanding it. They, these will integrate, they'll work together. There's a higher intelligence going on here, right? It's hugely important. But just for us to discern and defy, we'll know it. It's just quite a slightly different flavor to the green light intuition. It doesn't have the big danger attached to it, but it's got more, it's curious, it's interested. It's like, oh, okay. It's more playful, you know? It's that bit that I love. It's like, oh, what's this? What's this group? What's this connection? What was that song? What was the day there? That's where that comes in quite a lot, right? But it's involved with other people. Uh, again, the heart center, strong points are love and compassion, kindness, you know, including but beyond romantic or intimate love, all love, universal love. It's very, you know, and the more open that is, the more you pick up. So this is like a radar, it's an antenna going out. This is where, you know, again, intuition is at a different, much different frequency to thinking alone or feeling alone. Right? But will come into those uh, mediums to help you understand something, a flavor you're thinking and go, oh, look, you know, but you'll know it kind of has that feel to it. You know, in green light intuition, also you'll get that sudden, oh, I must call so and so. Or I had it this morning. I literally did. I was thinking of someone thinking, I must talk to Joni about the uh, doing the podcast. Joni's going to come on the podcast in the new year. Literally, as I said that, voice note came up, boom, you know. Um, and they're only small, but they're fun. They're interesting. Some people say, ah, oh, it's just a coincidence. But I don't believe it is. There's so many of them can happen. 
you know, that kind of nuance, that sense, that feeling you get, you know, it's either you're anticipating someone will call you or, and they do, or vice versa, or someone says, Jason, I was just thinking about you. There's loads of variations of that. You see something on the television, other signs, signals, but in a very playful, loving way. It's not in a, a head wrecky way. It's like, and it just the more open you are, the more it falls into place. The more you listen to your heart. Hence, the saying, "Listen to your heart." You know that's what it that's what it means. So again, it's a very hugely intelligent energy center. Lots of activity going on here. We often ignore it because again, we might think from, you know. Uh, a very narrow view that it's just to do it like get your heart broken and falling in out of love that's there but it's much deeper much bigger than that okay wonderful energy okay that's number two number three is called white light intuition and that's the spiritual the transpersonal the interrelational the kind of like cosmic unity the oceanic unity the connection with all beings with all the world that's up at the head the top of the head you see the crown chakra that energy there now that now these aren't separate of course they they go together but it just has a particular flavor that's where we expand more we talk about expanded consciousness you know intuition's right in its element there you know that's completely beyond cognitive thinking that's where past present and future can come together that's where our uh, ability to love becomes hugely stronger we can hold all kinds of things in that space you know with ease because it's 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 spiritual there's a believe a god or a higher power or a loving intelligent energy that is uh defining all of that you know there's a whole other set of rules going on to uh energy that aren't that's why it's 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 often said it's what's that term not cosmic it certainly is cosmic um quantum that quantum energy like quantum physics quantum physics i'm not a quantum physicist <laughs> doesn't follow the normal rules of science of time and space and all of that so intuitions in this quantum area that's why an ordinary thing you know can happen things that seem kind of out of this world can happen God, that was weird that was strange just got the, the, the out of the blue that lovely place so the third white light intuition can really let's see it can help seal can protect you but can really give you a much more expansive way of loving so when you get that kind of cosmic connection or understanding that you know yeah the individual me is kind of important but i'm not that important because i'm interconnected with everything really that's the kind of experiences people go looking for with psychedelics and so forth and often get that transpersonal you get through breath work or that type of work where you you tap into that area you know that's just delightful that absolutely tells us we're passing through something here there's so much more you know and and they can radiate at different frequencies they can be very strong or they can just be on a low a low cook so to speak you know and they interact they integrate together they work together they're not separate okay i'll come back to the yeah different parts of the body where that is not hugely important to know that cognitively it just can be just interesting but for you to pay attention to what's happening you know this again intuition is not thinking it's not a thought it's something deeper or beyond that A little bit of silence there for effect. Okay. Pouring some tea. 
It's got to be cool, but I don't care. That's the beauty of a pot with a little tea cozy on it. It stays warmer. Okay. So there's a kind of a, like a, excuse me, a natural, this inner knowing, this inner teaching. It's an inner, natural, spontaneous, kind of left field, creative, uh, this muscle, the the intuitive muscle, can definitely be, you know, fed, nurtured, developed, allowed to grow. Definitely, we can become more aware of it. We can become, you know, again, we're not more it than anyone else, but if we're tuned into the way it moves through us, we can certainly enjoy it more, have a bit more fun with it, uh, allow it to uh, inform us, allow it to inform others, to interact, to connect, and at the core of this. If it's coming from a place of loving kindness and goodness, intuition f flows beautifully. If we're coming from a place of kind of fear and kind of distortion, it won't flow very well. We won't get the message. It will get blocked up. So love, kindness, compassion clears the airways for it to happen. Okay. So you kind of like you're listening with your inner ear. It's a term Redzer uses quite a lot. How that lands on my inner ear. You listen with your inner ear. You listen with your inner eye, your third eye. Um, and you feel processed through your heart and your body. Okay, they become activated much, much more. So let's look at the difference between productivity and creativity. Really, really important. Or like the producer of a film. He or she is the person that backs it up, puts the money in, they and they produce it. They make sure it happens. The actors, the director, they're the creativity. They create the magic, the art, you know. So product being a productive member of society is wonderful. That's we show up, we show we 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 bring the goods. Here we are, and that's hugely important. It's not that intuition is more important than these other things, but it's less taught about. You know, we're taught to be productive, and and rightly so. But if we have a creativity balance that off, our productivity becomes better and our creativity becomes more exciting, more interesting, more fun. You know, again, it's heart-centered. And think of the word heart as the center of something. So it's center-centered. You know, that's why it's almost like the center of our being there. Just put my hand on my chest there, just to let you know, feel my own heart. Um, and even your own heartbeat, listening to that slowing down can be, useful your breath is going to be really important here conscious connected breathing can really help because the more calm the more grounded the more present well then the more intuition can make itself known to you that you clear the way you hear me do you see okay i suppose that's what in, in psychoanalysis for example they call it free association scientists will call they'll mention intuition but they'll see it very much as an unconscious phenomena and and to some degree that's true but what i'm saying is it's much much more than that right the scientists are that's as far as they'll go with it they don't want to get into kind of transpersonal or magic or intuitive or a bit quantumy you know uh psychoanalysts will do the free association and let's just be bald, say whatever you like which is beautiful but there's a lot of, when that happens, whether the psychoanalyst will recognize or not, there's a lot of intuitive energy happening there. 
you know they just might call it something different because it it mightn't fit their uh kind of theoretical framework so as to speak back to good old albert einstein here's a great saying right logic will get you from a to z pretty okay if you want to get from a to z not wrong with logic we need critical thinking imagination will get you anywhere and that's wonderful and einstein was promoted imagination something we're kind of taught to like well it's only for kids or oh look you're 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 in an imaginary world you know we, we know there can be a negative part to in a fantasy world where you know, we need to live in reality i'm talking about the beauty of imagination the creativity of that the intelligence of imagination um i think at the 12 by 12 of alcoholics anonymous 12 steps 12 traditions in the 11th step which is sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with god praying for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out that step which re explores the spiritual and, and meditation stuff it talks so much about imagination how important imagination is to developing spirituality you know and that was written back in 25 36 1935 36 so let's not underestimate the power of imagination how intelligent that is how anything that's anything useful began with imagination all begins with a dream and einstein logic will get you from a to z if you're american imagination will get you anywhere love it so that kind of linear thinking that cognitive thinking all useful reductionist thinking you know the a to z type of thinking um it's kind of useful and it's needed uh but it doesn't really give us the scope and range and all-encompassing abilities of the human psyche there's so much more to our beings is what, what we're saying i say yeah intuition is a quantum phenomenon uh, and it doesn't follow the rules of classic physics at all that's what makes it kind of a bit magical that's kind of well, well how could that be there must be some you know people say there must be some logical explanation for that with intuition there isn't don't there isn't there's a, an intuitive magical explanation you know and i fucking love that do you know what i mean um so you'll hear words i mentioned the mary own like clairvoyance which is french means to clear seeing clear audience clear hearing it's about hearing clearly words like psychic you know again there's a lot of whack jobs i'm a psychic you're not you're a fucking lonely sap you're not but there are people who genuinely are psychic and being intuitive developing your intuition can become psychic so what just means again clear very clear your energy is clear do you remember i spoke about a book called mutant messenger from down under yes i do jimmy i remember very clearly it's just i was just thinking the same thing i bet you were a four or five podcast back by marlo morgan and she was with this unique group of aborigines who didn't need to talk they had telepathy and when she inquired as to how how did that happen she said because we don't lie we're clear so there you go there it is they were clear so if we're clear we can the energy field is clear you can pick up things once you're not lying once there's no blockage you know and i know i'm not saying like sometimes we can be a bit embarrassed and oh, i don't want him or her to know how i feel that's fine but, but that still blocks up the energy field you know um so it's about clarity clarity is a beautiful thing isn't it you know i find just to let you know my whole 
energy system i kind of i can feel my third eye just between my eyebrows i can my heart is on fire in a beautiful way um stevie nicks on fire i'll come back to that uh i could feel my gut kind of like not, movement but in a nice way you know uh it's wonderful i love it so this really gets my creative juices flowing even talking about it um i've loved it since i was a kid just didn't have all this language for it um i was always fascinated by anything that seemed a bit unusual or you know the way people spoke or uh kind of strange atmospheres you know, be, you'd be picking up on pleasant ones as well but you get me yeah okay so that's clairvoyance clairvoyance psychic we're all psychics in a way just being clear so i'm going to say again intuition is not a mental or cognitive process it's not thinking it's not even emotional you know although these energies will come into focus intuition will walk through these through our feelings so we get the gut feeling but the gut feeling isn't the intuition the gut feeling is just the the method to let us know something the intuition was there before that okay so again this is where i'm going to introduce it's so important to do what they call shadow work or to continue working on ourselves the shadow is not bad just so we can be clear you know to just keep trying to heal our wounds to recognize our negative patterns and our kind of blind spots all the normal day-to-day -day stuff that we have to do as human beings okay next song coming up from one of the most intuitive bands known to mankind Pink Floyd Roger Waters Gilmore and the gang the way they wrote so from the album The Wall in 1979 which I've quoted many many times in my podcasts the song Nobody Home and this is a classic case of it's Roger Waters who's the writer mainly hugely intuitive person but in the film because it's autobiographical really fucked up with drugs and with chemicals and unhealed wounds so his intuition is not it's blocked it's not really working properly and it's distorted but as can happen he's taking psychedelics as well there's moments of these there's these truths so this song highlights again how we can still be very creative but when we become clearer when we heal more when we're more present and grounded that can work for us much better he, he's not having a good time in this film it's very very painful so the song nobody home has a, an almost iconic opening and you hear this voice i got a little black book with me poems in in the background right and it's instantly when i first heard that i saw it on the big screen or heard it on the records so i was fucking was bawling crying it just really really moves because it's so painful and we can all identify so much so he says i've got electric light and I've got second sight. I've got amazing powers of observation. And that's how I know when I try to get through on the telephone to you, there'll be nobody home. That's kind of a quite tragic music. It's really, <laughs> right? Then he says, I've got wild staring eyes and I've got a strong urge to fly, but I've got nowhere to fly to, fly to, fly to. He says, oh babe, in a real painful, shrill voice, when I pick up the phone, surprise, surprise, 
there's still nobody home. So it's absolute isolation, utter pain, but you can feel the intuition in there, you know, second sight, these wild eyes, and he wants to fly, but there's nowhere to fly to. So when you become freer in yourself and you get a bit of help and a bit of healing and whatever you want to call it, then you can fly. Then you can go, oh, oh okay. You can use your second sight, you know, and your amazing powers of observation. They were just hurting him in that situation. He was so tuned in that his wife was having an affair at the time and he kind of knew, well, don't blame her because I'm not available. But yeah, he was still wanted love. All He knew all of that, but he wasn't doing anything to help himself in it other than get more stoned and more fucked up and all of that type of stuff. Fabulous June. Pink Floyd, nobody home. And again, what a very clever, as with Pink Floyd, nobody, there's so many connotations to nobody home. Like in himself, he wasn't home to himself either, you know. That's saying there's nobody home, so it's very, very clever. Okay, so continuing to work through our stuff, as we call it, our blocks, our unhealed hearts, etc. It is essential to, to really feel and avail of the power of intuition, you know, like being calm, being grounded, being adult, responsible, you know, open to your breath. To, to be curious, I suppose, to be open to insight, to be aware of the process and the frequency of intuitive energy. So when we're adult, that's a term I use a lot, to be adult. Um, it's okay to be childlike, but I must be aware that's the child in me that's being evoked. And that might be a playful, fun part, I love it, or it might be a wounded part, or it might be a petulant part. It might be a part that's a bit like... The adult needs to step in and kind of go, I don't think that's really uh, accurate. It's not going to be helpful. And that's the work we need to keep doing with ourselves, you know, to check that, to check. Am I being adult? Am I accepting responsibility for my thoughts, feelings, and reactions? Yeah, okay, yeah, he said, she, yeah, okay, but what am I, where am I in it? What am I going to do? You know, okay, we're adults. We're all adults now. So hugely important to take ownership of who we are in order to uh, harness, if that's not the word I want, to avail of the beautiful, magical powers of intuition that are available to us and the joy and the fun and the excitement of that. Okay, next song. Doobie Brothers from the album Toulouse Street from 1972. And I remember when this came out. Listen to the music. You all know it. Whoa, whoa, what a song. Gorgeous fucking chord changes. I remember in 1972, I was 11, 10, 11 ish, on the radio hearing that. And I had that same experience that I wasn't able to word like I'm wording now of, you know, yeah, on the surface, it's a nice tune, but the, the chord changes in it, whatever way he's singing it, hit my chest beautifully in a soft way, hit my heart before anything else happened. It was telling me there's something about this. Again, I wasn't saying that back then. I was just feeling it. That magical feeling you get when you listen to music. Like, before I'd even understood what, what he was saying. Da, 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 da. Lyrics are very simple. Quite profound at the same time, right? Those lovely changes, those lovely chord changes in the, in the verses. Yeah, I can't do it. You know the one I mean. Lovely changes. And it just boom, touches right into your body. You can feel it in your body. Okay. So it says, don't you feel it growing day by day? People 
get ready for the news. Chord change. Some are happy, some are sad. We gotta let the music play. What the people need is a way to make them smile. It ain't so hard to do if you know how. Gotta get a message. It's always about messages, isn't it? Gotta get it through. And now, Mama, do you ask me why? Don't ask me why. Whoa, 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 listen to the music. You know it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Brilliant, brilliant. All the time. Brilliant. Great musicians, Doobie Brothers. Fabulous song. Really intuitive, like all music. So, and when I heard it in 1972, 73, whenever it came out, has the same effect on me as it does today. I was listening to it earlier on. I thought, that's very uplifting as well, isn't it? It's like, it's, it touches into the, uh, it's very green light and white light consciousness. Heart, boom, open. Crown chakra, whoom, open. Everybody, everyone's going to heal. We're all in this. It's a lovely feel. It's inclusive. Great lead vocals. I had the joy of seeing them in concert about three or four years ago, five years ago, six years ago. My timeline's fucked. Could be 10 years ago. Myself, brother Vinny, brother Desi, and the nephews, two nephews, uh, Vinny's two lads, Sean and uh, Dylan. It was actually lovely to be with them. And what a double bill. Steely Dan, Doobie Brothers. Fuck. For an old hippie guy like me, that was in Desi. That was like heaven, you know. Um, I think we were introducing the younger guys and nephews. Listen to these guys, you know. Um, now, I love Steely Dan. Hugely. I'll be mentioning the Steely Dan song. Love Steely Dan. Doobie Brothers are better live. Steely Dan are a studio band, you know. Uh, they were, it was just a magic to see Steely Dan actually live. But there's something about their style of music just doesn't work the same on the stage. Doobie Brothers worked. There, it was a better live performance. But look, I'm so glad I got to see Steely Dan and Doobie Brothers together. You know. Okay. So yes, yeah, so I was speaking about the beautiful chord changes, uh, the way the tune gently but definitely hits your heart and your chest in that gorgeous way. You know, into your being. The kind of, and and it does it at yeah, it does. With songs, it does it at supersonic speed. So intuition works at a supersonic rate. Boom. It comes before anything else, before any of the other senses. Something else hits you. Do you get me? And yes, then you hear, it's just like a... Boom. Then you, oh, you hear the music, you hear the changes. That's there. But something else just before that, much quicker, because it's faster than the speed of sound. Uh, intuition. Boom. Now that definitely makes me want to be a better man i just love that you know what i mean i get so excited even now thinking about the whole idea of that you know mm. so it's whatever torn john this stuff does it for me um mm. so it travels yeah supersonic speed into your heart into your gut third eye uh, yeah you can just pick up that energy that kind of meaning the information that's there before your regular regular kind of cognitive mind before your five senses because this is a sixth sense that's again important so the sixth sense comes first we're not always aware it's happening though if you're aware of it it's like boom, it's like a bit of a wall that hits you i love it it's like oof. and sometimes it's really really subtle and all intuition works that way it's there first it's inside of you or you pick it up from outside and it and at the more transpersonal level outside and inside are one and the same anyway it's pretty darn fucking cool, right? So, 
intuition is fertile ground for empathy. I was making that point. You know, the ability to sense into, uh, to really feel what's going on, you know. Um, say a little bit about the um, right brain function and left brain function. Right hemisphere, left hemisphere, that's what they're called in the brain, aren't they? I'm not a neurologist. <laughs> no shit, Jimbo. Um, yes, by the way, I'm not a neurologist. But yeah, so this is rapid right brain function. So the right hemisphere, the right side of the brain, uh, is to do with creativity, to do with intuition, to do with imagination, to do with art, that whole area, right? And... It's the whole artistic area. The left is to do with kind of like the left hemisphere. It's mechanical. It's rational. It's logical. Not one. It's not one's better than the other. We're taught more about the left, and as we do, I do know a little tiny bit about this. The right hemisphere controls the left side, and the left hemisphere controls the right side. So that explains something to me. Like I'm left-handed and I'm left-footed. I have that. The, they call it the wand kicking them. I told you that before. Lefties hit the ball better than right feet, right footers. They do. Lionel Messi, watch him hit a ball, for fuck's sake. There's just something about the way the lefty hits the ball. Anyway, I'm predominantly left. I move that way. I, I can't use scissors properly, all that type of stuff, right? Um, I used to fuck dread doing that. Even though I loved art, I fucked up with the scissors all the time. What's going on? Um, and it explains why I was never quite mechanically yeah, gifted or skilled. You know, in that area. I'm not. I mean, I can do basics. That's why, you know, paint and decorate. I can do the basics. But I was watching all my cousins. They all knew how to do stuff. I didn't know. I'm just not good. I can change a bulb. Think I'm amazing. Right? But my mind just doesn't work that way. It just fucking doesn't. It's not lack of effort. I'll try. I'll try. I can't read instructions very well. I hate, look at them. Oh, no. No, thank you. Because I'm quite predominantly left-brained, which means my right hemisphere is more active. You know, I'd like it to be a bit more balanced. I'd like to be able to be a bit more mechanical, but I'm not. So that explains why this stuff lights me up much, much more than uh, looking at a, a a manual on something beautiful, like how an engine works. What a fantastic, I mean, I, I really admire that. And I, I know of guys and girls, I know like uh, Speedy Gonzalez and Goma, she could fucking take an engine apart and put it back together. I just have such or for that you know or how how a plane flies or all that stuff i love it i just can't fucking i can't go into mcdonald's and tap in the fucking thing that's what i'm saying to you <laughs> let me talk to you we'll work it out can we just have a conversation you know that's probably where my strength lies so we work to our strengths you know we work to our strengths i don't see it as a fault anymore i just see it as you know just preferences that's just the way and it was always that way I'm going to say this to you live to, let me see, a thousand people. I don't know how many people listen to me. I don't think it's a thousand. Five people, ten people, doesn't matter. I still tie my laces in a way that children do. You know, when you learn forced, right? Okay, so how I learned forced was, because I used to have huge difficulty with this. I'd make a loop, and I'd make another loop, and I'd cry, because I was doing this recently, and someone broke their heart laughing, and they thought it was really cute that I, that I tied my laces this way. And I put it, and I, that's my bow. No matter how hard I tried the other way, where you make a loop and then you get the other single bit and you put it around, it all gets lost. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of just, I've accepted that's the way my brain is. It just works that way or doesn't work that way. But this stuff, 
I'm not saying, you know, I'm more intuitive than anyone. Absolutely not. I love it more. I can understand it more. It speaks to me more. It's kind of like, yes, you know, which is why I did better in art in school. I was better at drawing and painting and creating things in that way, you know. Um, and, and, and football, sport, I think, for example, I think is very right brain. It's very spiritual. It's, it's, I remember having an argument with a guy. It's not fucking spiritual. Well, fucking is. It's about movement. It's about grace. It's about fucking position. It's lovely. Anyway. So that's right brain, left brain. I would love a bit more balance. I'd love to be a bit more mechanically minded, you know. I'd love to kind of go, yes, I'll fix that. <laughs> I'd be confident about it, you know. It doesn't have to be one or the other, you know. I think well, my feeling is intuition can feel kind of mysterious. You know, it's like you often get this magnetic sense of being pulled down a particular path, which I fucking love, or towards a particular kind of action or choice or decision. You know, it's like a, it does feel like a inexorable pull sometimes that you just have to follow. You don't know why, you know, hopefully not over a cliff, you know. <laughs> um, I, yeah, there's a lovely saying by the, a uh, great American medical researcher and virologist, Janice Salk. I love this now. He said, intuition will tell your thinking mind where to look next. That's so much better than whatever I was trying to say. It will actually, so it's it's not your mind, but it will tell your mind. It'll go, look, and give you a nudge. I think intuition is like a little, look. Oh, oh, I was trying to figure that out. No, don't. Look, look, it's here. I have it. That kind of thing, right? And again, the more engaged with your body you are, because if, you, if you, your mind is your heart, your soul, it's everything. So don't think of your mind in terms of up in your brain, cerebral cortex. It's that, it's head, heart, and core, and so much more. Okay. So bearing that in mind, let's go to one of the queens one of the queens, female queens of intuitive, creative non sequitur right, Stevie Nicks, from the iconic album Rumours, which I have quoted so many times on this, but it belongs here, from 1977. Um, I was 16 then. From the song, any one of the songs, but her song, she wrote this one. She wrote, she was a great writer. Uh, Dreams. Oh, thunder only happens when it's raining. Players only love you when they're playing. Say, women, they will come and they will go. When the rain washes you clean, you'll know. Now, they're all important lines, but that last line, when the rain washes you clean, you'll know. I was listening to that at 16, kind of going, I know, but I didn't know what I knew. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about there, Stevie. But I did, I felt I did. I felt all connected to something, you know. And, and women do come and go, you know. They're great, but they, they come and go. You know, but... I think with uh, uh, intuitive writing, you're always saying much more. You know, that, that whole saying, women, they will come and they will go. That could be men. It could be, that could be all kinds of things. It doesn't really mean, you know, you're in a relationship, you're not in one. You know, it's much bigger than that. You know, when the rain washes you clean, you'll know. That's again, that's a uh, white light uh, kind of intuition. Transpersonal, healing, washing clean. Redemption, forgiveness, 
interconnectedness, we all become one in the most beautiful way in the next place or wherever it is. You know, that's just so much in that. Now, I didn't know that when I listened to it at 16. I just had a bit of a crush on Stevie. Uh, but I just love the music. And again, it has that brilliant John McVie's bass, Mick Fleetwood on the drums, that lovely, typical Fleetwood Mac sound. Uh, Lindsay Buckingham's super, you know, gorgeous guitar work and the fabulous vocals from Stevie Nicks, right? Just a great song in and of itself. But like I said, supersonic speed, something's happening in there because I could feel it in my whole body. Now, I never want to fully explain it because if you fully explain it, you'll kill the fucking thing. Do you know? Um, that's the problem with science. It kills stuff too much. Yes, we need some understanding, but just enough. Let's leave the mystery as well. We can have enough awareness. I'll say a bit more at the end how to feed it more, how to fuel that, how to kind of create more uh, space for intuition to move through us. But we can have enough of that and still leave that magical mystery that's there. That when you hear that bass and that song and that boom, just hit you first. Even though it's a very dreamy sound, isn't it? You know, you're, it's, you know you're into otherworldliness when you're listening. There's something going on, you know? And it has the very same effect on me today. When the rain washes you clean, you'll know. I've no doubt I'll quote that again because, again, fantastic song phenomenal album come on let's face it so it's the kind of album i don't know if you could ever forget about but when you listen to it, you kind of go fuck that's good isn't it you know it stands the test of time so don't ever lose that album let it be there for your healing it's superb and just really good music so quiet time or me time as they call it me time it's really important to feed and nurture intuitive energies and a bit of solitude you know, the obvious stuff, meditation, nature, music, being at peace, drawing energy from peaceful time with the self. Now, I love that. I don't have a problem with that. Some people say I do too much of that. You know, I can do that for long periods of time. Uh, it's like, I'm like a camel with, with my own energy. I can get loads out of it. I love other people's as well, but I, 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 I don't need it as much, I've said that, you know, as I need my own or... It's not one or the other, if you get me. Uh, but anyway, that quiet space, that solitude, that drawn inward, you know, be able to be observed, reflect deeply, to be curious, and all in a light, playful way. It's not like something, I've said that to people, going, that sounds fucking boring, Jimmy, man, that sounds heavy. I, I had to be in a lovely space and that's very playful. It's, it's almost like I'm getting food, I'm feeding myself. Ah, I can watch films like that in that space. I can listen to music in that space, but I don't want to do it with anyone. I love doing those things with people as well. I don't like watching films with people because they always talk and I get right into it. I'm the worst person you could ever watch a movie with. I'm like, oh, we're going to pause it if you're going to say something. Because <laughs> I'm in it, I'm listening. But you've seen it before, I want to see it again. It's a nuance I missed. So I wouldn't be the ideal person to watch a film with. So I love watching that on my own. I love listening to music on my own. I love dancing on my own, doing all that. But I like doing those. I like sharing with people too, of course. Of course I do. Um, I think I've skipped over something and if I, I will get back to it not sure I can bring it in at any time I'm just seeing a different song than the one I was thinking I'll get back to Steely Dan in a while um, so you get me so in that deep kind of reflective place 
that what that does is, and I'll say more about this at the very end. That what's it creates a breeding ground, or it's a, it's 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's, it's ripe. It's fertile. That's the word I'm looking for for intuition to breathe and flow. Because this is a very special energy. I don't think we're very. I'm not saying we're very special people. We all have it. It's a very special, unique energy. It's not thinking. It's not feeling. It's it's not. It's something else. It's a sixth sense. It's real and it's magical. Don't think it's not. It's fucking magical, right? So, some songwriters like Stevie Nicks, as well as it coming into the music, music is automatically intuitive. We don't know why we want to move, but we do. Lyricists as well will use kind of very kind of creative intuitive type of phrases or lyrics. Paul Simon, for example, from the Hearts and Bones album, 1983, the song Train in the Distance. A simple line like, everybody loves the sound of a train in the distance. Everybody thinks it sounds true. Now, I love trains. But the song isn't about trains. This is what I love about it, right? It's about, a, it's a beautiful, bittersweet tale of a, a man and woman trying to get together. And it's, it's, it's a bit gritty and it, it kind of doesn't work out. And they have a, a child and, and they're arguing a bit. And then every so often she cooks them a meal and they laugh and it's okay. And, and you know, everybody loves the sound of the train in the distance. Everybody thinks it sounds true. How clever is that, right? And whenever I listen to that song, I never kind of go, what the fucking train got to do with this situation? I instinctively know what he means. You know. We all know. It's one of those things, isn't it? We know. There is something about the sound of a train in the distance. You know, that just fits with that song. Anyway. A Jewish philosopher, and most of them, a lot of them were, the great Martin Buber, famous for the I Thou. Philosopher, I think he was a psychoanalyst as well. The either the sacredness in the relationship between me and you, that connection, that relational piece. You'll hear me speaking about it quite a lot. This is again where intuition flourishes in there, right? So relational proposes, uh, I suppose, a, a genuine, I'd say, other. And only man sees other as other which is interesting. This is, Martin Buber says this, right? This other withstands and confirms the self and hence meets our primal instinct for relation. Love that. I'm going to read that again. So, relational purposes, a genuine, sorry, relation proposes a genuine other and only man sees other as other. The other withstands and confirms the self and hence meets our primal instinct for relation. It's by Martin Buber. I just love that the how me being me makes you be you, you being you makes me be me, even though we're independent, we're absolutely interconnected. That the other, you know, the I thou. You know, that mystery between us I love. Right? So relational is intuitive. It's an intuitive piece. He also says, all journeys have secret destinations of which the traveler is unaware the world is not comprehensible, but it is embraceable through the embracing of one of its beings. I'll read that again. I love what he's saying here. All journeys have secret destinations 
of which the traveller is unaware. The world is not comprehensible, but it is embraceable through the embracing of one of its beings. So I love that we embrace the world rather than comprehend. We don't need to understand it, we need to embrace it. And through that embracing of one of its beings, just one human being, that's our journey. We understand that. That's Martin Buber, um, famous for the I-Thou connection. We communicate with our being, not with words. It's pretty much what I've been saying, isn't it? It's not really a words thing. We may choose words as part of that, but our whole being needs to be evolved to be aware of what's happening. Okay, to, to I suppose, conduct, assist the magic of living, of relating, you know. I'm going to say a little bit about the small, still voice. That's intuition, that small, still voice. Even though intuition isn't a voice, it's not a thought, but it will manifest through that, right? My tea is rather cold. Okay, I'm going to dry my glasses, or dry them, <laughs> dry my glasses, clean my glasses, dry them. Just dry my glasses, please. Um, the small, still voice. You've probably heard that term, listening to the inner voice. Okay, now it's really, really important to distinguish here. This is different from the inner critic we might sometimes have, I could sometimes have. And we need to keep working with that. I can hear that sometimes. It's, it's you know, man, if it started in childhood and it's here, it can be the imposter, like, what the fuck are you doing? You're no good, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm like, is always it you again? Are you fucking not an original, no? Oh, no, it's all my God, Jimmy. You're no good. Okay. That's the way I deal with it. I have a bit of dialogue. Um, I fight with it doesn't work, you know. So that, so it's not the, the critical voice. Um, that's another thing. The other way I spoke about, like, the, I was asking what a thought is. Yeah, some people are saying, you fucking cunt, you're wrecking me head with that stuff. Um, but they were enjoying it. What is a thought? How do we think? Does everybody think differently? I think in pictures, but I don't only think in pictures. So, you know, uh, if I'm thinking of, if I was talking about rumors, as I say, as soon as I say rumors, I can see the album cover. I can see the front and I can see the back immediately. I don't have to work at that. I don't have to go get up a picture. It just downloads, literally, right? So the inner dialogue that we have separating in a critical piece that's part of being human we need to calm that and soothe that it's like an uh, like what i'm doing with you now except inwardly I'm, this is my inner dialogue although i'm saying it to you guys so you're getting you're getting like a, a snapshot into my mind right whether you want it or not you know so i have that going on inside and i apparently not everyone does i was reading up on something about that you know not quite in the same way lots of people do so i have the visual and i have the audio auditory as well i can hear the conversation so i can hear and i hear my voice talking to me this is quite different to schizophrenia by the way don't worry about it. it's not that's like you feel like it's another voice telling you to do things you know sometimes we have an interject i can hear a voice that is mine but was started off as somebody else's someone who was critical of me and i can hear that through me and i trace it back to them and kind of go i don't want that anymore that's a different thing but there's a bit of a commentary, I can hear it every day, I'm chatting away to myself, so I'm observing that going on, and I can hear it. 
and somewhere in there is the still small voice of intuition. Right? Small doesn't mean bad, it's small because it's not the dominant voice. So listen to your own inner dialogue. Or even listen, be curious about how do you think? Not so much what, but how? What way does it manifest for you? Is your heart and your gut and your third eye involved? Okay. Just while I'm on that, I'll, I'll name the, the chakra systems, the chakra centers, okay, which can, you don't need it, Leo, but can coincide with intuition, right? So I've obviously said the crown chakra, that's the top one, that's the one that's to do with universal love, spirituality. You see, all, any holy or enlightened beings will have the aura around their head. That's the interconnectedness of all beings that connects us to the heavens, if we believe in that, to the other worlds. Very, very powerful energy. Right. Next down is what's called the third eye. That's just the brow chakra. It's just between the two eyes. Insight, intuition, very important here. Dreams, really important. And again, you'll feel it there sometimes. Sometimes I find myself rubbing that. I can get migraines, headaches. So I need to think, is there something I'm not listening to? Am I missing something here? I need to give my give that a lovely massage you know it sorts it out or ask a clear question or something you know okay then coming on down we've got the throat chakra and this is really important for intuition as well this is the gateway like to our voice this is the throat it's our ability to communicate and it's the center for communication variably obviously the sound type of communication they're all interconnected okay then down into the heart as i said the the lovely green energy that lovely beautiful universal love romances in there uh, compassion kindness forgiveness strength courage it's a very strong very intelligent energy center it's one of they reckon the force ones that's the one where we force happens and we pick up forced and we transmit from forced but at the speed of sound we think it's somewhere else but it's there so pay attention to your heart to your chest right across shoulders chest right across that area sternum okay then down into the gut to the the chakra just kind of above the navel and below the chest that whole area there is where a lot of feelings are as you know whenever i do kind of groundings i'll talk about that it's where the feelings manifest feeling energy here huge for gut feeling that area you know the seat of the soul they often call that that area okay, all interconnected really intelligent picks up stuff often gets gets fear forced there it's very primal um, and then below that again the sacral chakra just below the navel just there sensuality sexuality you know uh, that whole finer energy is there really can often feel quite feminine in its way men have it as well of course very intuitive absolutely picks up all kinds of stuff right and then the root chakra which will be the the pelvic area the groin the legs these the feet literally that's, that's the energy the the root chakra that opens downwards again very we've got to be grounded that holds together everything else if we're not grounded there the rest doesn't work properly it just gets mixed up and stuff like that so look you can you know some people go right into the chakra stuff it's not that important you know but it's interesting that they're the areas and they're the areas we feel and connect with most of the areas of frequency input and output that area okay i put my glasses on 
So I was going to go back to. Uh, Gotta clean my glasses very well. Oh yeah, so I was talking about the listen to the still inner voice. So, couple of key points. This voice moves towards love. This is how you know it's intuitive. Because right? intuition uh, will vibrate, it's a vibration, and flourish in the area of love and kindness, right? So it moves towards love for ourselves and for others. It ultimately brings enjoyment right there's no kind of how would you say it like strong feeling that something is wrong you don't have that that feeling at all right the uh, there's no kind of like clenching inner clench you know like you know that the tummy unclenches your body unclenches in this area right as well and there is a sense of clarity, excitement, or relief, you know, an undeniable knowing. Isn't that lovely? An undeniable knowing, no clenching, move towards enjoyment, love, kindness, that type of stuff. So that's the still inner voice. You'll you'll hear that if you tune in and listen. And again, once you're moving, the vibration. Let's use that term, the vibes, man. You're vibing with me, aren't you? The vibration is kindness, love, compassion. You open the whole thing. It, it just accelerates the intuitive energy, can move through that. Intuitive energy can't move well through hatred, through kind of pettiness, through uh, dishonesty, game playing. It gets like treacle, it gets caught in there, so you miss out hugely. Whereas if you're clear, open, loving, intuition flows beautifully like a slide whoosh okay the uh steve stevie nixon coming back to stevie nixon rooms on fire but the steely dan song it wasn't even the song it was more the, the the guitar break from ricky don't lose that number you know it's very not you know it straight away it's from uh Preet's logic album 77 you hear boom Boom, boom, lovely bass piano. And again, Ricky, don't lose that number. What does that mean? Is that a girl or boy? Don't lose the number I've given you. Or is it a job? Is it, there could be something deeper going on there. Who knows, right? But uh, uh, Steely Dan, fantastic sessions musicians. Great. Donald Fagan, uh, Becker, the other guy, he died. Top, top draw musicians, songwriters, left field, avant-garde, kind of like art house type of sound, you know, very jazzy, atmospheric chords. Some people say, I oh, listen to that Steely Dan, Jimmy, they're a bit like, you know, I love them. But what I love about Ricky Don't Lose That Number, it's a very kind of straightforward tune, great piano, is the guitar break. And again, when I first heard that, speed of sound, vroom, kissed my heart whoosh, a bit like uh, Jimi Hendrix excuse me while I kiss the sky that's another guy that just sang from intuition but in this the guitar break is just fucking gorgeous so if you don't know that song listen to it just for the guitar break I don't know if it's the best piece of guitar in the world it's just how it comes and when it comes and the, the actual tone of it and notice how it speaks to your body Notice how it speaks to your senses, how delightful it is, the taste of it. It's just scrumptious. Okay. Ricky, don't lose that number. You might use it if you feel better when you get home, you know?
send it off in a letter to yourself. Ricky, don't lose that number. It's the only one you got. You might use it if you feel better when you get home. So it's great. Boom, 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 boom. Anyway, I was going to come back to the uh, Stevie Nicks and the, her, it's not with Fleetwood Mac, one of our solo songs called Rooms on Fire from 1989, The Other Side of the Mirror. That's such a Stevie Nicks title, isn't it, for an album? Um, so check this out if you, it's brilliant well maybe I've been thinking that the rooms are all on fire every time you walk in the room well there's magic all around you even if I do say so myself here's the line now well I've known that much longer than I've known you I've used this before on podcasts and I would use it again because I think it, there's such a profundity to it it's so intuitive all of it it's a lovely tribute to someone obviously you know you know, and that imagery, rooms on fire, think about it. Well, maybe I'm just thinking that the rooms are all on fire every time that you walk into the room. Well, there's magic all around you, even if I do say so myself. I've known this much longer than I've known you. That's a beautiful creative non sequitur. The magical Stevie Nicks. Okay, so in conclusion, like similar to empathy, we, you know, we're all intuitive. We, we, we all have that gift, if you want to call it a gift, because we've been gifted by, I believe, by God, whatever that may be, whoever he or she may be on a given day. Your man, God, you know, your woman, God. So, some of us are more tuned into it than others, for whatever reason, at different times, different, who knows. Those that love art, imagination, poetry, music, you know, human behavior, interconnectedness, tend to, I would say tend to, uh, exercise the intuition muscle and develop it more than others. Everyone has it. So you look for signs, patterns, signals, fun. You know, it's, it's all about that. It's that kind of, and not trying to make something be there when it isn't there. That's a whole different thing. But just noticing those lovely interconnections and signs and symbols that you notice. You keep seeing something going, oh, that's interesting. You know, it just makes life fun. Even if it means fuck all, doesn't it make our day much better? I think makes thinking, makes having it, being human, like exciting, and interesting, you know. Um, yeah, it is God-given. And we're all in good company with Albert Einstein who shares this view along with fucking millions of other people. So how do you recognize, develop intuition? I, my experience, you got to slow down. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last jest. You got to listen. You got to listen inwardly to that inner voice, that inner whisper sometimes. Different to the chatter and self-criticism, do your work on that, let that go. Listen to the inner whisper, the inner voice. And we need to discern and to separate negative thought patterns from the beauty, magic, and richness of intuition, because that's what it is. People, that's what it is. It's just beautiful. So be open, be playful, be curious, be grounded in your body. The body is the lightning rod, if you like, for the magical, powerful, beautiful signals messages to pass through so it's like that kind of it's a conductor intuition comes out of the blue and the blue is 
includes the collective unconscious, oceanic cosmic consciousness, and beyond spiritual transpersonal qualities. It's of the body and beyond the body both at the same time. And it comes from within and it comes from without. It's a flow of highly magical, significant, beautiful energy, you know. So be calm, be still, open, receptive, be curious, be curious. Breathe, listen with an open heart, with all of your body and your being. Relax and ease into it like. And I think the attitude is really important, the kind of adult attitude. It's an attitude of love, compassion, kindness, joy, playfulness, magic, wonder, awe, cooperation, you know. Uh, desire to bring joy to others and have fun. It, it comes, it, it thrives in that energy, you know. So I just want to thank Jer, the magical editor, and all of you for supporting me and listening to me in our last one. Oh yeah, this is the last year, this is New Year's Eve. Um, Thank you all for continuing to support me. I get such a kick out of it. It's never laborious for me to do the podcast. It's never like, oh, I've got to do that fucking podcast. Sometimes I'm tired, but I get inspired by thinking, I get such a kick out of doing it. And then I get such a kick if I get even one comment back. It's like, all right, it's great. And I always do. People say, no, no please keep doing it. You know, obviously some people enjoy some more than others. Some hit the mark, some don't. But look, you know, it's doing no harm, is it? It's doing no harm. Okay. Uh, so I do want to wish you all, It this is going to be probably Thursday, so this will be well into the new year, but a really peaceful, happy new year, an intuitive new year. I want to wish you magic, joy, fun, playfulness, having a giggle, uh, just get a bit excited about life, you know? This, this, so much we haven't discovered yet there's so much fun to be had it's like oh look behind there that's interesting isn't it oh i never thought of doing it that way let's look at it this way wow look at that i think we can do this together i think this can work you know fucking great isn't it so i hope you have all of that i hope your life becomes more interesting and exhilarating and inspirational and just fucking good fun right so thank you all have a beautiful new year um and i'm going to finish with neil young from the album after the gold rush in 1970 and it's the shortest song and it's really intuitive because it's only a cup it's it's only got two or three lines in it. it's really short but as soon as i heard the opening piano i love the whole album actually after the gold rush it's called till the morning comes I'm going to give you till the morning comes, till the morning comes. I'm only waiting till the morning comes, till the morning comes. Oh yeah. And that's the song. You, Some of you know it if you know it, you're young. If you don't, check it out. It's cute. It's kind of like, oh, it leaves something in you. But it's more obviously not the words. It's it's something hits you before rational thought comes into play. Well, it certainly does with me when I hear the song. So I'm going to give it till the morning comes. See you next time. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Twilight Conversations. If you'd like to contact me about the content or any question or comment you have about the podcast, you can do so on thetwilightconversations at gmail.com. 
So The Twilight Conversations is an independent production. If you'd like to contribute towards the making of the podcast, you can do so on patreon.com forward slash the Twilight Conversations.